So, welcome to another edition of the Nine Hertz podcast. We're we're here from I don't want to call it lockdown anymore because it's not really lockdown, is it? But um, yeah, we're here to sort of talk through nine tracks, nine of the best tracks we found this week. And again, we've found some amazing stuff. And to be honest, like the ongoing situation with coronavirus and you know just the world being in chaos right now is not kind of putting any sort of damper on the music we're finding. So. That was an amazing band called Cryptograph, and um, you came up with that one, didn't you, Pete? It's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I haven't been able to stop playing this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the album's not out. Uh, oh no, in fact, the album's out um, the day this podcast comes out. So, um, but this is one of the pre-release tracks, and yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's it's this track in particular has got a real Red Fang vibe to it. Um, but the kind of the general theme is. Uh, you know, it's like 60s, 70s rock. It's got um, maybe a bit, a bit something in there for like witchcraft, graveyard fans. Um, but mixed together with that, you know, red fag and stomp. And it, yeah. It's kind of really, I don't know, it is a really kind of fun track. Yeah, I, I really liked it. And to me, it sounded a, a little bit like Volume 4, Sabbath. It, it's got mm. that kind of, you know, like the witchcraft craft vibe to it you know that kind of um retro um sort of sound to it but wholly original in in terms of like how how good it is and the songwriting is just pinpoint accurate it's so good i really really yeah. like this one um yeah. hadn't heard of this band before had you come across them before no 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 uh, i think it came, it came through for review so you know into our email so um yeah very lucky. Nice, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, really good stuff. So, um, yeah, you can get that at cryptograph.bandcamp.com. Um, and, yeah, the album is just a self-titled one. It's um, out today. So, yeah, brilliant stuff. Um, yeah, we're going to crack on with some amazing stuff uh, on, on today's podcast. I mean, uh, the next track's a good example. So, uh, the Sludge Lord, as ever, uh, Sludge Lord Records is re- releasing, um, you know, just the cutting edge of the UK underground at the moment. And this is another example of what's going on in Sheffield. Sheffield never kind of disappoints, really. Um, so there's a band called Bible Basher that's been put together by uh, members of Temple of Coke and Kurokuma. Uh, Kurokuma, you might know from um, sort of us playing them quite a lot, uh, tours, splits with various bands, being an inventive sludge band. Uh, Joe, the drummer, and uh, George, the bassist, have teamed together with Titch, who um, runs uh, Off Me Nut Records, which is kind of an electronic dance music label who've put out a few, well, they've put out one Kurokuma release as well. But basically, it's a super group of um, metal types from Sheffield and Rotherham, and um, they've created this. I mean, I've, I've reviewed it already, but it's kind of a... Um, it's all based on verses from the Bible. Um, it's got a different singer for each uh, track, so the one we're going to play is called So Samson Sang by... Um, George is singing from Kurokuma. Um, but it's got Bing from uh, X Hiram X Scython. Um, it's got Chris from Spastic Monkey, and it's got Craig from Archelon singing on it. So it's incredible. I mean, I don't know if you've listened to the whole release, Pete, but this this song's yeah. pretty brutal as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. And it came uh, out of the blue a bit. This and yeah, and I wasn't quite sure what to expect. And I had it on before, like all the way through, and it, you know. It's got it's got a lot to it, which um, for a four track, you know, kind of side project thing, you know, which came out of the blue, for, you know, from our kind of hometown. It's uh, a really, you know, real nice surprise. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of really, really, it's, it's 
deathy and doomy at the same time without necessarily being death doom if that makes sense yeah um and you know it, it's slimy and slow i mean it's, I kind of they, they you know um announced it earlier and said like it's a death metal release and it's got that in there but it's what i like about this is slow it's really you know it's uh it is you know real doom slow and yeah i just just really enjoy i think everyone's gonna love this yeah I mean, if if you're not sort of into it from this this track, then um, I don't know why you listen to this podcast really, because it's exactly the kind of thing we love. I mean, it's uh, I mean, I, I reviewed it and said like it had Nile vibes, and like if if anyone's sort of familiar with early Nile uh, band obsessed with like Egyptian mythology and um, you know quite bombastic um, tales, then you know you'll be into this as well. So really good stuff. I think the tapes actually sold out before they've actually released all the music um, and it's not out until June 26 anyway so um, you've missed the tape but you can still get the digital edition from thesludgelord.bandcamp.com uh, yeah this is Bible Basher we're judged by the book my friend what does the Bible say well preacher I want to tell you the truth I've never read it that's the truth most Christians haven't read it they've never read it through from Genesis to Revelation the sad state is that in the church today most people are as ignorant of the Bible as they can be that's why they can be tossed from one church to the next church one doctrine to the next doctrine it's because we are such a flim flam butch because we don't know anything about God or his word it's a sad commentary, but the Bible has not changed. Hell is real.
So that was Bible Basher. Fantastic stuff from Sheffield. Um, yeah, we're going to play a band from uh, Wales now called um, Dope Smoker. So uh, I've never heard of this band before, um, but it looks like they've been going since about 2014. Um, all the stuff is obsessed with weed. I mean, they've got a, an album called Legalizer, an album called Marijuana. <laughs> the new one's called Zeroin. So yeah, I mean, did you find this one on review, Pete? No, no. Um, they, I have list, you know, listed them um, for a few years now. So uh, they've gone quiet as far as I'm aware. Anyway, I hadn't kind of seen them uh, play, you know, seen them in any gig listings. I hadn't, um, you know, they hadn't released anything for three years. Um, and it was slightly out of the blue, this, you know, for me anyway. Um, and then this, you know, the release, this was, or they kind of announced this was coming out for the uh, June 5th, so the Bandcamp uh, Waiver Day. Um, and yeah, it's a full album. I was completely, you know, surprised and pleasantly so. So, um, you know, this is the first track on there. And I put it on, you know, on that day, I thought, right, first thing I'm going to list to, first track, uh, it's called Go Away. It's the one, I'm, you know, it's the one I've chosen. And loved it instantly. This is, you know, it's it's got a, you know, it's a stony rock and it's sludge and it's kind of mixing those two things in the way kind of maybe like weedy to you know when they're not on the you know full on depraved heaviness end. Yeah, weedy to maybe. Um, yeah, just love it. Yeah, I mean, it's just fun and kind of does all the things that you want um, sort of sludge and stoner to do really. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we talk about that kind of limiting sound of of the genre, but I mean, who cares when it sounds this exciting and and kind of? I love the vocals on this as well. The kind of, I don't know if they're processed or or whether they're just recorded in a certain way, but they lend a lot mm. to it. And I think that yeah. they really make this band. Yes, yeah, and they're still, you know, they, they remind me. I mean, there's a bit of like say, Acid King or maybe even Nebula. You know, it's like they yeah. got that in there, but then. Maybe some of the, you know, maybe the underbelly of like the stoner sound of like late 90s, a band like 35007, or um, there's a band called 500 Foot of Pipe. I'm not sure if many people know them, but an American stoner band uh, who just had that cool kind of fuzz uh, kind of level. And, and that it, it brings all that to me. They've, 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 hit, they've hit on something here, I think. I think they're uh, just yeah. a bit different from, you know, the kind of stoner copies to the last 15 years. Definitely, um, and yeah. I think a lot of people, therefore, will take you know will take a lot from this. And the whole album is, you know, it's worth getting through. There's another song called Seven, uh, like the river, and um, uh, that's another great one to get into. But but like I say, get get through the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Just like a, a really tight sort of three piece. Um, I really enjoyed this as well. So yeah, this is out already. Uh, you can get this on uh, digital for just a fiver. So why not drop them it? Um, yeah. Uh, it's off the album Zero In. This is Dope Smoke, and the song's called Go Away.
so we're sort of firing through these today, like some absolutely amazing stuff. The next one um, is a band called Modern Technology, who got in touch uh, via email. Um, brilliant sort of uh, two-piece from London. Um, quite quite a new band, um, but um, what they're doing is pretty amazing. So uh, the album uh, they've released is called Service Provider, and you can get it on vinyl. Um, and all of the uh, profits are being split between uh, the mental health charity Mind and the homeless uh, charity Shelter, which is fantastic stuff. Um, and they've actually set up a label called Human Worth, where they've they've released a sampler so far. I presume there's going to be more stuff on it, but um, I gather they're giving some of the um, sort of profits from that to the Trussell Trust as well. So they've got uh, bands involved on that compilation, uh, like Silent Front, Cattle, bands we've played before, you know, Luminous Bodies, um, Remote Viewing. So brilliant bands from London. Um, so yeah, I mean, modern technology, I mean, we're playing this because it's brilliant as well. I mean, um, it's, a, it's a bit of a racket. It's a bit kind of out there. Just brilliant though, isn't it? I mean, I, I was quite yeah. impressed. Yes, and... and- I think like I put my finger on it, and I, I won't get anywhere close. So there's a there's a kind of a British scene that um, somewhere between noise rock and psych, um, and there's a hell of a lot of bands. You know, a lot of the ones you mentioned before, you know, like Luminous Bodies. There's a you know there's a real good kind of sports scene in the labels in terms of say Riot Season or Hominid or uh, even Rocket Recordings. You know. Um, for the less out there, you know, freak out stuff, um, where it's, and, and that's, you know, and ba- even up to like bands like Hey Colossus, you know, and it's this, it's kind of arty um, noise rock, yet it's dirty and it's uh, raw and unsmooth, yet full of feeling, very British, uh, in a, you know, in a real kind of good way. And it's it, it's been like alive for a long time now that scene and it is fantastic it's not exactly my you know my my musical taste but they but even still the amount of music like that we play on here is similar to that the amount that um i play myself regularly um it's testament to how strong that is now but it is a modern technology well in there with all of that yeah and i I think a lot of it kind of um owes a bit of a debt to uh uk hardcore as well so Bands like Silent Front, I'm not sure if they've finally kind of called it a day now, but um, bands like that, I mean, Remote Viewing is ex-members of Pale Horse who played a heavy part in the sort of UK hardcore sludgy kind of scene after sort of 2000. And yeah, there's there's a real like legacy that that's left of like really creative people. And it's, it's kind of collided with like an art rock kind of sensibility as well. And this is what comes out of it, you know, um, yeah. really creative off the wall kind of, um, but still noisy and still with an edge to it. So this is a perfect example, and, and this is just another band that kind of sound vital and you know essential, really. I mean, and the fact they're actually doing something constructive with it as well, not just kind of like, hey, we're a band, um, come to our gigs, buy our stuff. It's like, yeah. hey, we want to actually help people. We want to extend, you know, the um, the small community that we have. We want to make. Uh, make sure they're doing something for society. So, good on them. I, I think that's amazing, really. Um, so, yeah, you can get this at um, modern-technology.bandcamp.com and uh, you can get uh, the Human Worth compilation at humanworth.bandcamp.com. 
So we're going to play a song off the uh, service provider album. Uh, this is Semi Detached.
So, uh, we're going to play a, a, something that's a little bit more deathy next. So, a band called Shabalba from LA. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember this band from quite a while back. I think that I've reviewed one of their albums before, and they, they struck me as just raging, absolutely raging at the time, and nothing has changed in uh, eight years. So, Pete, you've, you've brought this one in. Um, I heard you yeah. come across Shabalba before. Yes, yeah. I mean, a, a long time ago, maybe in like their first album, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, they're on Southern Lord, and you know that's yeah. going to attract my attention. Um, there's a there's a song. Look, it's probably not an interesting anecdote, but I'll go for it. Um, there's a song uh, called "Cold," I think, of their first album, and it was on some. I think it was on a Southern Lord sampler or some sampler I got years ago. Um, and whenever I get, whenever I've got like, I'm walking to work and I've got my iPod, if, if, I, I often just stick it on shuffle. And yeah. for whatever reason, it play, even though there's several thousand songs on it, that song gets played maybe every other day. My, basically, I've decided my shuffle likes that song. Right. And it's got this incredible <laughs> intro. It's just, um, uh, this song must be played at high volume and preferably in a residential area. And then it launches into this enormous, <laughs> like, crunching riff. Um, and that's my, you know, and I just because it plays it so often, I've got a, a real soft spot for that band because I love it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like um, Southern Lord kind of went from being this kind of doomy, um, <laughs> yeah. obscure kind of label to signing a lot of these kind of bands in, in the sort of early 2000s yeah. and sort of, well, mid to late 2000s, I guess. And then ever and a since, lot of really. bands as well, yeah. Yeah. As well. yeah. You know, that's just. It you know it's it shows the evolving personal taste of a label. You yeah, know, which is brilliant. Really. They're not a corporate label. They're not you know it's just that you know you, you know who runs it and you can tell what they're listening to by who they're signing. Um, whereas a corporate label would you know align to a genre was going to stick with that forever. Yeah. Um, but it's great you know and and it, it's always interesting and always um, you know even if you're expecting a you know a doom album or a, you know uh, some rip off or whatever it's yeah, and then you end up with like Zebalba or Marta Dodd or one of the, you know, one yeah. of these um, <laughs> Swedish crust bands. It's, it's still going to be great. Yeah, I mean, I think at one point, maybe late nineties, early two thousands, they were known for plodding, like, yeah. ridiculously heavy, slow records, and then it's slowly like whoever's in charge has kind of gone, oh wait a minute, I, this, I like this as well, <laughs> and it's kind of. Yeah, like you say, the the taste has evolved. But what I think has happened as well is that's made the doom scene like sit up and say, "Well, actually, we don't have to listen to this one genre anymore. It's acceptable to kind of be be swayed into into because the crusty stuff obviously had a audience before, but I think this has kind of brought it to a whole new bunch of people, and I think that's a great thing." Um, I think if we look at, say, Temples Festival from a few years ago, that was a really good example of that happening. I mean, there was such an array of heavy bands on that bill and such a sort of melding of genres that it kind of, I don't know, put like a line under a lot of lineups for me. I was just like, this is something for everyone. And I, th I feel like that's what Southern Lord have been doing for like the last 15, 20 years, really. Amazing, amazing label. So, yeah, I mean, this this album is brutal. I mean, I I sort of got through about half of it, and I was just like, this is very intense. And I mean, they've always been like that. There's there's not really much let up as the.
So from Chabalba from LA, we're going straight over to uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, and the band Holy Grinder, who we've played before. Um, I think we played one of their early releases, uh, which, I don't know, I mean, they've been going only about a year or so, I guess. Um, and they've got so many things um, out already. I mean, I think they've had a, a bit of a lineup change, um, but they seem to be incredibly prolific at the moment and as raging as ever. I, f- I feel like this... I don't so know I don't know if you follow them on uh, social media, Pete. No? Oh, okay. Well, um, they're quite sort of uh, out uh, no. there with their politics, so that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, a lot of grind bands um, are, but obviously these guys really, really take it to sort of the next level, and I think they've had quite a few um, absolute statements on their um, on their Facebook and Twitter and stuff, which has kind of put them out there a little bit, and they put their neck out on the line which i kind of respect um and this album just doesn't let up either i mean it's it's pretty um sort of passionate with its messaging and pretty clear um it's kind of anti-religion anti-cops um yeah absolutely brilliant i I love this whole release i mean it's, it's just a massive kind of like we said before with with this band i mean they, they sort of combine the grindcore kind of sensibilities with a really horrible electronic um style as well like smeared in there uh samples all over the place yeah i really like this i mean it's only what five or six minutes the whole the whole thing yeah yeah it reminds me of the <laughs> yeah but, and and like from that kind of description is leads well into there is a you know full of hell you know you can bring that in there with all the you know the power violence and grind yet you know power electronics in there and you know and, and or at least hints towards that that level of stuff um experimentation in this yeah you know in these short sharp songs um and what is in theory should be a very kind of um you know is seen as a, a limited genre in terms of uh, of scope you know sound scope it, it it there's bands like this which just show there's no need for it to be like that, and, and it isn't like that. Um, uh, yeah, uh, everything about this, you know, the the vocals uh, are amazing. Um, like you say, the kind of there's a there's effects and the bass yeah. on it. Um, it kind of rumbles, and that allows you know it, it kind of gives this. Uh, it's like the the, the short you know violent power yeah. violence just sits upon this you know rumbling cloud. Um, which gives it another level, you know. It, it, it's multi-layered. Um, yeah. Again, for a minute and a half song, which is which is fantastic. And uh, interestingly, when you you know you said, oh, they've got a new album out, uh, and I'm going to play a song," I went to them, and by the time I got to the page, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, maybe a day later, there was another release. Um, they, they had a split out um, with a band called Fetus Deletus, who um, a Canadian two-piece, I think, and. Uh, uh, you know, another kind of political um, political band, and I've been listening to that a lot as well. So you know, two albums in you know an album a month, and yeah, you know, we love that kind of uh, prolific output because it just keeps yeah. you like excited on your toes. You're not resting on that one album, and you're not forgetting about the bands. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're going to play um, a song called uh, "Primitive Methods" from. Um, I guess a, a tape release they put out on something called Gene Scene Creamers called Divine Extinction. So yeah, this is Holy Grinder. You can find this at genescenecreamers.bandcamp.com and we'll put that on the description so you can find it. 
So uh, we're sort of moving towards, I don't know, it's it's hard to describe this band. So, Pete, you found a band called Thra um, from Phoenix. And yeah. yeah, brilliant stuff, like really churning stuff. But it's got kind of a, I mean, those vocals remind me of uh, Thomas Lindbergh from Out the Gates and whatever, right, yeah. just really throaty yeah. sort of vocal presence there. Yes, yeah. And I always wonder how how you could sustain that vocal yeah. and not just rip you know yeah. your throat and if he can do it since you know early 90s and yeah. anyway um yeah <laughs> I, I i don't know where i saw this um but i saw it um i saw the cover art and i thought i'm gonna like that um you know just you just know sometimes i know that's daft but um i thought unless it's some you know like some basement um one man black metal thing which it could be i guess uh, but with the logo and everything, yeah, I'm gonna look to it. Two tracks, and yeah, it's fantastic. Loved it straight away. Yeah, um, it's you know two dollars to download both tracks, so no excuses. And it's you know it's 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 a mix of death metal and sludge. I, I think that, yeah. you know, it's and grimy in both elements. You know the the you know the mess and the grime and the nastiness of both those genres uh, piled on top of each other. Yeah, <laughs> in some rotting you know pile. So yeah, it's it's got kind of like I mean it says it's recorded in one take and it's recorded in an analog studio. And you can actually tell it's they're actually a four piece um, from looking at it, um, mm. but yeah, you can tell it's recorded live. But it's so so well mixed for a live take. I mean, this is kind of what you need. Like I imagine this is exactly what they sound like on a on a like a greasy sweat pit kind of stage. Yeah, and it's just so rich like the bass sound is so rich on this it's so good um mm. yeah i mean i think they possibly need to make a bit more of this release because it's just so good um <laughs> yeah <laughs> simple as that you wonder really. you want you, it's possible quite a lot of bands are putting out you know i've seen a lot of shortened releases recently yeah and that might be let's put out what we've got you know we would have finished an album by now there was a few tracks left to master or left in whatever yeah possibly um but let's go you know and maybe that's good and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's just a just different from what we used to um yeah. 
and it, you know you're getting these kind of two three track releases um which is you know it's, it's got its own excitement there you know it's got you in there and then you know and um yeah uh, you know and, and cheap and, and easy to access yeah absolutely brilliant i mean um like you say just two tracks probably just over 10 minutes two dollars you can't really go wrong can you um so we're going to play the second track of this this is called flame lurker and you can download this at thra that's t-h-r-a dot bandcamp.com
So from the sounds of Thra, we're going to kind of um, come back to the UK and uh, sort of pick on a label that we've we've kind of uh, played quite a lot. I mean, Riot Season um, have got a great record of releasing absolutely amazing music, and they kind of um, they slip towards the kind of psychedelic and the the sort of obtuse sort of stuff. But this one reminded me of some of their more kind of guitar based, um, like sludgy releases. So. I gather this is the third album by a band called Sloth. Um, not really come across them before, but it reminds me of... Um, did you ever um, listen to the album by Bad Guys that um, Riot Season put out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of that. It's got kind of like a sense of humour to it and a, you know, just a repetitive, sludgy, maybe like early Hey Colossus sort of style to it as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, I did. I, I have come across them before. Um, one of the previous albums that they're, they're not prolific. They don't put albums out often, so when they come around, you know, it's it's a surprise and it's a, you know it's a good one. Um, and I, I'd listened to this album. We uh, Riot Season kind of kindly sent us the, the album, uh, you know, pre, prior to its release because um, mm. it's not out till a week after this podcast comes out. Yeah, uh, this is the pre-release song that you've chosen. Um, and it is a it is a really good album. I was you know I, I was lining up to play a, a, well a different track, but they're all good. You know this they are uh, it's strong you know throughout, and yeah. it, it is really good. Like I think they I think I read they tagged it um, sludge rock right. You know yes, <laughs> I like that. You know it kind of gives the two elements. It's not overly heavy. It's not oh it's not I hate God. You know desperation and um and ferocity but it has that you know thick tar um element to it also this um it it's, it's it has this kind of psych element to it and i don't quite know where that comes from well that, that's it got me thinking anyway it's through like the repetition there's this slow kind of drawling repetition to it which it's like a turn handle generator you know it just yeah. winds up and winds up and that yeah. then all of a sudden it's emitting you know psychedelic um feelings out there and you you're drawn in you're kind of zo- drawn in zoned out um without it you know being full on acid mother's temple freak out stuff so yeah um how they you know that you know they achieve something um unexpected yeah and i like it a lot for that i mean like to to make it like an obvious um comparison like to that repetition stuff obviously you know, bands like The Fall and Swans have kind of been there and and even made, you know, almost made it ludicrous to do it. Like they've they've pushed it to some sort of limit, but that kind of hulking kind of, like you say, like a, like a, like a turn crank just just keeps going, mm. um, and it just works. Like this is seven minutes of a riff, really, isn't it? But it's yeah. it just does the job. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I gather from the press blurb that they actually reside in. Um, uh, a variety of locations: Kent, London, Berlin, and Zaragoza, which is a weird kind of um, phrase. I don't think anyone's ever said before, but um, yeah, like like you say, they're probably not very prolific because of that. But um, yeah, really, really enjoyed this. Um, simply uh, called Three. Um, you can get this at uh, RiotSeasonRecords.bandcamp.com, and we're going to play, like you say, the uh, the only track that's been released so far. It's uh, Rewenge. <laughs>
So we're going to end uh, with uh, one of your finds, Pete. So this is uh, a band called Basic Instinct from uh, Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. Um, absolutely brilliant, just a two-piece, um, quite dreamy stuff, quite sort of, um, you know, heavy but without being sort of flattening. So yeah, I really like this, just odd, yeah. odd but really good. Yes, I like this. Um came across it from a uh, Cult Nation article um, and I just, you know, and then they put lots of that and I don't read too many of them. Um, but this one, I mean, the title's kind of, uh, I'm just looking now, Five Modern Sludge Bands Pushing the Genre Forward. So I thought, right, okay, I'll, you know, that's I'll give that a go. And, mm. you know, it's interesting, you know, and, I, you know, there's maybe arguably a loose kind of um, application of the sludge genre boundaries, even with this band. Um, but, you know, I'm fine with that. It's good and it opened up and there's uh, some bands I already knew in there and it's happy to see and, and it got me into a couple of others as well. So then basic instinct being one, this is, you know, this is still my street. There's a lot, you know, there's lots of little different elements to this. Um, there's a couple of bands it really reminds me of. I'm not quite sure how well known they are as reference points, but I'll, I'll put them out there anyway, which there's, there's an American band called Solar Halos who had, uh, I think we played um, last year at some point. Yeah. Um, kind of that mix of, you know, doom and more kind of ethereal without it being, you know, that gothy proto-doom, you know, of the yeah. 60s. It's just something, you know, like you say, a bit dreamy in there, yet still had a, a bite and, a, you know, like a doominess to it. So it's a bit of that. And the other band, um, there was a band called Mares of Thrace who were a Canadian um, band, a bit more, feral a bit more blackened mm. and it does have you know it does have kind of dark elements heavier elements to this album yeah um yeah really enjoyed it like for a complete um surprise and out of the blue so, something, yeah, di- really something different definitely yeah i mean um i mean a lazy a lazy comparison just because the the dreamy kind of vocals and the way that it's arranged sounds a little bit like bardo pond i don't know if you're familiar with them i know the name but i don't know why but i've never Really yeah, got into them. Yeah. fantastic band. Yeah, really. Um, I think I, I quite liked them um, quite a few years ago, and then I saw them live, and it just changed my mind completely. Like, um, yeah, became one of my favourite bands, and it their their sort of influences there with a lot of bands, and they're probably not aware that they're kind of drawing on it. But you know, this this is I'd say possibly one of the most original things we've played in a while, and yeah, I'm really glad you've kind of found this, and yeah. Brilliant stuff. So it looks like this album was recorded in 2018. So it's taken a while for this to come out for some reason, but Mm. um, it was released back in April. Um, So yeah, you can get this at basicinstinctband.bandcamp.com. And I think it's only about $5 Canadian to buy it. So take a punt, see what you think. This song's called Feast. (laughs) 